Good afternoon, church. All right. Good to see all of you here this afternoon. Have you ever stopped to think how much time we spend waiting? We wait at the bus stop or traffic light. We wait in line at the supermarket. And of course, I am the only one in the entire world that can always pick the longest line at the supermarket. <laughs> we, we rush to the airport to get there on time and then wait. We have waiting lines, waiting lists, and waiting rooms. We wait for leaders who will help us resolve our economic and social problems. We wait for leaders who will show us the way to peace on earth. My friends, the season of Lent is a time of creative waiting. It is a time of prayer, fasting, and self-examination as we go deep within ourselves in order to come to terms with whatever it is in our lives that is blocking out God's love. It is a time for acknowledging the need for change in our life. This is truly a creative effort because we are now cooperating with God in the remaking of our life. More and more we begin to put a higher value on our own worthwhileness and on the worthwhileness of other people. More and more we begin to see ourselves and others as having been created image and likeness of God. More and more we begin to transform our vague hope in God's promise of our ultimate fulfillment into outright expectancy. More and more, we begin to see that the more we begin to prepare for Good Friday and Easter Sunday in this creative way, the more we have to wait for. The Los Angeles Times ran an article about a group of cotton farmers who were sitting around a pot-bellied stove discussing religion. The discussion quickly turned into a debate over the merits of the farmers' respective religions. After much argument, the group turned to the eldest among them who had remained silent during the discussion. Old Gramps, who is right, they asked. Which religion is the right one? Well, said old Gramps thoughtfully, you know, there are three ways to get from here to the cotton gin. You can go right over the big hill, That's shorter, but it's a powerful climb. You can go around the east side of the hill. 
that's not too far, but the road is rougher. Or you can go around the west side of the hill, which is the longest, but the easiest. But, you know, when you get there, the gin man don't ask how you came. He just asks, how good is your cotton? Well, my brothers and sisters, that's our question for the week. How good is your cotton? Today's gospel lesson reveals the ultimate test of your worth as a human being. Jesus gave Peter, James, and John a glimpse of the reward, a glimpse of the glory of God. This episode heightens our perception of the gospel truth that we are made in God's image. Jesus commands us to be perfect as his Father is perfect. The progress we make toward perfection as human beings is measured by the extent to which we project a mirror image of the divine, a mirror image of the God of love. My friends, there are many voices in our world today. To which ones do we listen? Are they bringing us to new and everlasting life? Are they allowing God to transform us and move us from doubt to faith, from fear to love, from a stony heart to a fleshy heart? Just as the full divine glory of Jesus is revealed in the transfiguration, our lives begin to reveal the glory of God through our service to others. In our daily lives, we see glimpses of God's glory. We see it in nature, in others, in all of creation. We must recognize God in these transfiguration moments. My brothers and sisters, as you go about this coming week, ask yourselves these questions. What image do you project? Does the presence of God shine through you like a bright light? Are those around you filled with awe in the face of your beauty and love? And last but not least, my friends, how good is your cotton? Amen.